2: everybody. Brian Davis here. It's Longhorn Confidential Time. We're coming to you from the Centennial Room inside Belmont Hall, where we are two days removed from a not-so-great trip to Fayetteville. Texas, 21, I think, believe it was, and Arkansas, 40. Uh, hogs wrap the horns in razor wire. But the big news today is that Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian has announced that Casey Thompson will be the starter this week against Rice. Guys, let's just dive right into it. Good move, bad move. What do you think?
0: I think it's a good move. I think he should have been starting since halftime of the Arkansas game. In fact, I was pretty flabbergasted that he didn't when, you know, you start out going three and out on four of your first five possessions. You're not doing very well and you're already kind of set up to lose that game. And I thought when he brought in Casey with 150 left in the third quarter and a mop up roll, the game had already been decided. I thought it was, I don't know if I'd use the word disrespectful to his team and to Casey Thompson, but, you know, I mean, you know, he Sark came from Alabama where Nick Saban put two in at halftime of a national championship game and wins that game against Georgia. And, uh, you know, Sark was there and he keeps saying the value of the backup quarterback is so important. So I do think it's a good move. And uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting how he uses Hudson Card in a backup role now.
3: Should have started him to start the second half in Fayetteville. Should have started him. Yeah. Just should have had him in there. Uh, He's a veteran guy. He's not very, he's pretty unflappable when he talks to us. And uh, I just, and and he's been around and he's seen these kind of environments. And that was the first for Hudson. And uh, Hudson will have better days. But I really thought that. Um, as much as uh, Coach Sarkisian talked about the value of the backup and and how you're gonna, they we're gonna need both these guys, he said that on more than one occasion. Right. Uh, I think that he should have went in that locker room because they had nothing going, and uh, that would have probably given them a little bit of spark, something. Let's clean that slate and see if we can win the second half. But uh, bringing him in with just a couple of minutes to go in the third quarter, I really thought the issue had already been decided. They were pretty much quit by then.
0: It had yeah, that—that's
1: true. any what do you think? I honestly don't love it because um, I just don't understand what these last six months were for. If you thought Hudson Card wasn't good enough to be your starter, why'd you name the starter over Casey Thompson in the first place? You know, you know, Hudson Card's a redshirt freshman. that's thrown three passes before the season. He beat a ranked team in week one. He did not play well, but neither did anyone on that team, in Fayetteville. Um, and now he's going going to the bench. I assume that Casey will play very well and against Rice, and maybe take this job going forward. But if that was the case and that was a scenario, why didn't he have this job in the first place? Um, I just don't see the point in this rotating quarterback, musical quarterback, going throughout the season. If Casey goes out against Texas Tech and has has a bad hat. Bad half. Are we all going to be clamoring for? Well, this is why Hudson Card needs to be the starter. You know, we need to, you know, bench hit bench Casey and throw it in Hudson. And Hudson has a bad half against Oklahoma. Two weeks later, and we're doing this all throughout the season. Like, I I don't know why Hudson Card wasn't allowed a, a bad game. He's a redshirt freshman. What you know, if he if he's a quarterback of the future, something you think he can grow with. You know, he's going to have to have these bumps and bruises. And you know, there can be an argument about whether or not you know Casey should have gotten a shot earlier in that game, but. At the same time, you know, he scored. He led them to a touchdown the second drive of that half. And then the game just kind of got um, got out of hand. So I, I don't love it. I don't I'm not. You know, Steve Sarkeesian gets paid a lot more than I do to uh, make football decisions. So I don't I don't This. I, I'm questioning this decision just because I don't know why we had a quarterback competition. In the first place if Hudson was going to get
0: yanked the first time there was a sign of trouble.
1: One Did thing just, he
0: does, he shows a sense of urgency, does it not, correct? guys? He knows how pissed off the Texas fans are and how important winning now is with the clock ticking on the SEC admission and just the fact that a lot of the fan base is disillusioned. Ryan? R- r-
2: real quick, I'm just going back to the play-by-play, for, and I just want to hit this real quick. For those who either missed the game or un- uncertain why why we're all hammering on maybe giving him a chance during uh, at halftime, Texas is down 16 0 at the break. They come out. BJ Foster makes an incredible one handed interception to get a short field. It's 16 7. Okay. Now Arkansas gets a big, uh, Arkansas receiver uh, beats Deshaun Jameson for a 45 yard gain and they get a touchdown. It's immediately 23 7, something Danny wrote about today on hookem.com. But Hudson Card comes right back, misses two deep balls. Um, and eventually, uh, there's a sack and, and uh, they get stopped on fourth down. That's that to me is the drive where Casey I think would have made a difference on his mobility and, and, and moving around. Uh, it, at that point, it's it, uh, they get a field goal. It's twenty six seven and the game's over. But but said Casey, going back, going said going back to good. your point. No, I was gonna say said going back to your point. Casey's mobility is something Hudson simply doesn't have, and it would have given them a jolt at a time the game was still winnable.
3: Yeah, Casey has a little bit more, you know, he's got a little wiggle. Uh, Hudson Carr can move around okay, and I'm telling you guys, there were times in that game when when he was on the move and he spun that thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I see him being great one day. I do. I just don't know that it's this year. And I think that Sarkisian put upside over right now. And I think he believes that he could bring him along and maybe, uh, push him into that greatness earlier than expected. I just, I just wonder if this isn't a wait and see year with him serve your apprenticeship for one year and take over this thing, uh, next season. Uh, we don't know that. I mean, and even let, let, let's keep it real. And I think we all agree on this. If Casey Thompson lights up Rice, who's going to care? I mean, Nobody. he's supposed to light up Rice. Right. It's going right. to happen in the game after that. What what happens in the Big Twelve opener that will decide it? But but I do I do agree that he should have been in there earlier. Uh, and Danny has a great point. What have we been talking about for six months? Uh, and and for me, I wonder if it was if it was really that close. And uh, Kirk, I'm going to ask you this: Is it one of those things where if you don't have one, uh, if you have two starting quarterbacks, you don't really have one? Is it's it is this possible. a case?
0: Impossible. Well, it is quite possible. And to me, this also says to Sark that he's not even sure who his best quarterback is. And I, I do think you hit it on the on the head said. When you said he's picking, he picked upside over right now. And now as embarrassing as that loss was, he he can't ignore right now anymore, you know, and he knows, you know, how starved and angry this fan base is. One thing he may not know for sure, which is the best quarterback. The other thing too, you can applaud him for not being stubborn. You can say, nope, Hudson Card's my guy. He's my guy all year. And he hasn't backed off of that fluidity when you asked the question said he's kind of since august he said we're going to need them both you know we're going to play both so he's been up front about you know being uh, receptive to change and i think that's probably a good quality to see but i don't know you you just wonder if sark himself is questioning why did i do this after eight months and now two weeks into i'm not sure
2: one, one thing that uh, I want us to talk about uh, because said you, you weren't with us over the weekend, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Um, we went, we went back and forth over the offensive line and you know, if, if you have better protection, does Hudson have a better night or is it just a disaster all the way around? And I, I'm stunned at how a group of veteran players were caught off guard by a three man front. And I, you know, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, for five guys to block three, even with linebackers rushing. And so um, what do you think of the offensive line? And is, is this just something they're going to have to deal with as this thing goes forward?
3: Well, for me, it, it's okay for a young quarterback to be overwhelmed. This was his first big test uh, in a hostile environment. I mean, I know he played Lake Travis, blah, blah, blah. you are beating the crap out of people. Let's stop that. Yeah, yeah. But when an offensive line, a veteran offensive line, your Denzels, your big junior, Derek Kerstetter, Jake Majors, you know those guys, Christian Jones, those guys have been around. Now, Jake Majors is a young buck, but he stepped in capably at center after DK got hurt last year. Those guys have been around. They've been in some hostile environments, and they didn't look like they were ready for the fight. And if the offensive line isn't ready for the fight, guess what? The quarterback's going to struggle. Guess what? Even a great running back like B. John Robinson is not going to be able to get off. So to me, that was the most disappointing part of the whole thing. And I watched it from start to finish that the offensive line just was not ready for a dog fight. And that's what that was. They got after him. And at one point. Their three uh got a TFL over five offensive linemen, and you saw Sark on the sideline. And I'm not a professional lip reader, but he said we're horrible. Mm -hmm. He said it. I mean, it was it 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 was was clear as day, and he was right.
0: Undeniable. You go ahead, Kirk. It's undeniable. You're right, said you can't sugarcoat it. They got their asses kicked. And and I think their offensive line was and is and will be the biggest problem all year. I do. And that's uh, it's not a great group. I don't think the NFL is salivating over any of these guys. I am surprised he hadn't played Carrick and, and, and Hayden Connor more. You know, they didn't even get on the field Saturday. So when something's not working, you know, go back to that stubborn quality. Give the young guys some, some, some time, some snaps, and see how they can do. I think offensive line is the biggest problem. I think wide receiver is the second biggest problem. Joshua Moore... Did he make the trip? I mean, you know, here's their alpha receiver, supposedly, and he doesn't even show up.
2: Oh, I want Dan, I want Danny to touch on the the thing that he picked up on in the game. Danny, I want you to tell the folks what, what you leaned over and told me about what you <coughs> saw about about a, a certain offensive line.
1: I mean, there were two instances in the game, one with Hudson Card, one with Casey Thompson, where an Alabama, or sorry, an Arkansas. <laughs> they played like Alabama.
3: They played
2: play like Alabama. Or play like like
1: an Arkansas lineman ended up running into the quarterback. One was, you know, him and Christian Jones were just kind of wrestling through a very loud crowd, and the whistle blew, and they just kept going and ended up running into Hudson Card, and then the other was a late hit on Casey Thompson, and, you know, both times Christian Jones, unfortunately was the lineman right next to um, the quarterback. And there wasn't a fight. There wasn't a get off my quarterback shoving. Um, There wasn't a, you know, this is unacceptable. We're not going to let our, you know, our, our guy get touched, uh, touched after the whistle. And, um, you know, there's, I think that, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, be like this says a lot about this offensive line or you know, paint with a picture. But that was surprising. And we talked to, you know, Derek herster about that today. And, you know, he says kind of, you know, there's a time and time and place. And we have to make sure that the um oppo- opponents know that's not uh that's not appropriate, which Derek has done in the past a- at times. Um, but you know, also be weary about not catching oh, a fifteen yes. yard penalty and, you know, putting your team in a in a bad spot. But that second one that happened an occasion in the second half, I mean, they were getting their butts kicked. I don't know why. I don't know what a 15-yard penalty would have done to hurt them at that point. So I was a little surprised that there weren't a weren't wasn't a little bit more aggression um shown by the lineman when when their quarterback quarterback gets hit. I don't know if that's a, a an old line problem. I don't know if that's a Christian Jones problem. I don't know if that's a you know, they were just uh d- deflated by the situation and it was just an off-night problem. But it was definitely something that kind of stood out and was kind of like a, you know, where's where is the main streak? Where's the fight in this offensive line and you know where where are the protectors of the quarterback? Because if you know if one of those situations happened and that Arkansas player took out one of the quarterbacks. I mean, that'd be, you know, it, it, it'd be a disaster. And we'd all be talking about what, what happens. I was a little surprised there just wasn't a little bit more fight from the lineman in those situations.
0: And if someone
3: country. takes a, a late, a late shot at you, I'm getting after him. I'm just, just for the record. Don't you come for yeah. Danny Davis? I'm coming for your throat.
1: For the record, half the country thinks I'm you. So I don't know if any,
3: <laughs> we, uh, just half, uh, <laughs> it happened in Arkansas, didn't it? It did. Listen, I'll take you know, the compliment. I'm 20. I, I feel 35 now.
2: All I know is when that happened, I just kind of turned and looked away. I said, I'm going to let Danny handle that. <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> Wait, was it a worker or was it a, a fan? It was another writer.
0: Writer.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Uh, no one gets me confused with Kirk. I'll tell you that. That's, that's, one, that's one thing that, that that we have going on there. Um, it's rice week. Look, no one wants us to talk about rice. I don't want to talk about rice. Rice are, doesn't have a week.
3: Stop it. It's not listen, rice week.
2: It's as, as I wrote in the, as I wrote today in a story that will get posted at, you know, five o'clock in October. Uh, it's a bunch of academic all Americans, you know, who are usually uh, terrible on the football field. And, but let's look rice did give this Arkansas team a little bit of a tussle in the first half before Arkansas got it going and, and real quick, we'll throw it around here and, and then we'll wrap it up. Does anything uh, that comes out of this week can, can we read anything into it?
0: No, no. Uh, only if they
3: lose. Only, only if they if, lose. Yeah, only if they lose. Right. Uh-huh. And they
0: won't. And they won't. No, it, it'll be ugly, and everybody will say, "See, we're good. We're good. We can, we can play with anybody." So, yeah. Hey,
3: how many? How many times can Texas be back in like a five-year period? I
0: mean. <laughs> Every year,
3: probably. And so you Texas. talk to you. Texas is back
2: on the field for the second half. So things like things like that, or or you mean Texas is back back
3: yeah. in the mix in the championship oh, mix? Oh dear, here we go. Our friend Joe Tessitore said it when they beat Notre Dame and under Charlie Strong, and and, so, and say, then Sammy then Sammy said it after was they say beat it, Georgia in the
0: Sugar Joe, Bowl.
2: Joe was going to say it Saturday night against Arkansas. I promise you, he probably would have.
0: So He said you know, it on our yeah. podcast, if that counts. Yes,
3: he did. Yeah.com. We Check
0: prompted it. him, though. We prompted him, though. So, yeah, this is kind of a workman-like week. The week, everybody kind of, well, what's the big game? What other game can we watch? So, only bad things could happen if uh, they don't take care of business. So, uh, yeah, but it's going to be instant. You know, Casey plays plays well. Then you assume he would start the next week against Texas Tech. So, this is a, uh, a rare good opportunity for Casey to make the most of this and said that job is right there for the taking if you want to, because if you have a great half or three quarters against Rice, you'll start against Texas Tech and then it's could be off to the races for one Casey Thompson.
2: This is true, and we are going to wrap it up right there here on a Monday. All four of us are going to be writing great content on hook'em.com. Hopefully you can read it sometime today or even this month. We're not real sure sometimes. But for Kirk, Danny, and said, I am Brian Davis, and we will see you Thursday for the next Longhorn Confidential. Take care.